A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, this is Victoria Meyer. Welcome back to The Chemical Show. This is a quick hitter episode where I focus on a particular business topic. Today's topic, using segmentation and personalization together to grow customer value. Now, segmentation is not new. Chemical companies have been doing this for decades, and many companies and individuals feel like they're old hat at this. And and yet I know from personal experience and from my clients and companies across the industry that segmentation is not always implemented consistently, and it's not necessarily used to drive business decisions, which would be to effectively sell and market to customers, to how you run your business, and even how to positively impact the customer experience. Part of the issue with that, I think, is we're missing the second piece, personalization. Personalization involves using personas and the customer's why to drive the relationship, experience, and business value. Now, I believe sales execs, really great sales execs, know how to use personalization. And sometimes they're stifled a little bit with this dominance towards segmentation. We're going to talk about that a little bit later and what that means. Let's talk about personalization. It's often considered the domain of B2C companies rather than B2B companies. After all, when we think B2C, we think selling to consumers and the individual. Yet the reality is personalization is critical in B2B companies and in the chemical industry. After all, you're dealing with people and people crave personalization. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. When you and your company pair both approaches, uh, (laughs) segmentation and personalization systematically, you can create real value for both parties. So that's what we're talking about here today, about the importance of segmentation and personalization to increase business value through the customer experience. If you want to get more information on this, go ahead and head over to thechemicalshow.com and look at the the show notes for today's episode. You'll get a copy of the model that I'm discussing today, and you can also download a B2B customer experience best practices document. Go in there and check it out and let me know what you think. So what prompted this episode? Something's always prompting these uh, quick hitter episodes for me. And My family and I just recently returned from a summer road trip. So we trekked from our home in Klein, Texas, all the way up to Eagle River, Wisconsin, with a few detours along the way. Um, And I really like a driving vacation. I am happy to fly point to point, but there's something about driving that gives you a different experience and a different perspective. And what I really enjoy about road trips is experience the vastness of the countryside, 
going through small towns and around big cities, driving past miles and acres of farmland, seeing the similarities and the differences along the way. Now, I've talked to friends and I know people that are like, oh gosh, it's all the same. What a boring, what a boring thing to do. Yet, what I would say is they're not looking and seeing the differences, right? So when you think about this, you know, if I take the example of farmland and just the variance that happens, we drove 2,400 miles round trip. Yes, that's a lot. Um, past hundreds of farm fields from Wisconsin through Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, and Texas. And it's really easy to think that a farm is a farm is a farm. But yet when you look at it, you recognize that there are differences, right? Differences in the crops, differences in the conditions, differences between whether it's a corporate or a local farm. Same thing is true with our customers, right? And I think we know that. You all know that. We see our big companies differently than we see our small customers. We see customers in certain markets differently than others. And that's part of what goes into segmentation. The personalization piece, though, is recognizing what the customer really wants and how the customer sees themselves and not just how we see our customers and creating a value proposition and a relationship and engagement that marries the two. When you pair segmentation with personalization, you amplify your customer supplier value. You grow the pie. You create more value for each other you strengthen relationships, and you improve the customer experience. So let's talk really quickly about a couple of basic concepts. First of all, what is segmentation? Market segmentation is the practice of dividing your total addressable market into unique segments based on shared characteristics. In the chemical industry, across most B2B companies, we tend to focus on organizational factors, the specific industry, company size, location, potentially their decision-making process, which we often, you know, um, factor into, are you a price buyer or um, a value buyer, et cetera, um, revenue potential. So the size of the price, that's often how we in the industry as suppliers create market segments. Segmentation typically is internally focused. It makes sense to the supplier. It is how the supplier sees the customer. Personalization, on the other hand, is a bit more like B2C segmentation, and it focuses on the individuals and individual groupings, demographics, psychographics, role, and preferences. Companies that are really effectively personalizing their business and their customer experience are using buyer personas. Um, focused on role, on the common characteristics, what the drivers and interests of those roles are. That may be a buyer, it may be a manufacturing manager, it may be a marketing manager, all people that are potentially related to the buying decision with very different interests and very different ways that they need to be sold. Um, personalization is truly customer-centric and customer-focused. How does the customer see themselves? It brings in the buyer's point of view and their why. And the why is so critical in creating value and in the decision-making process. Nonetheless, both segmentation and personalization are critical and they go hand to hand. So 
I've mapped out for you, um, and it, it's actually posted on the website, as I said, on thechemicalshow.com, four scenarios with how companies marry together segmentation and personalization and what it means. Um, what I've seen as the most common thing is a strong use of segmentation and little to no personalization. Personalization is hard. Really, only the most sophisticated companies are really diving deep and implementing buyer personas. Maybe they've created them, but really using them takes hard work. And when I would say, you know, use of segmentation is great. That is a great standard to have. And what how I like to characterize this as well-served, right? So the value is structured. It's an optimized for the supplier. So it's in the supplier's favor, typically. Clear on supplier-defined segments. It fits the needs of the overall market structure, but not necessarily the specific customer requirements and how the customer sees themselves. Overall, though, you've got a pretty good relationship. At the opposite end is poor use of segmentation or low use of segmentation and no personalization. Value can be minimized for both parties. You've probably experienced this and wondered why. There is um, often it's reactive and transactional relationships. Performance is mixed. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. Part of it's because there's no systems in place. It is not a systemic decision about how you are reacting to your customer and how you're reacting to that supplier customer relationship. The perception internally is often that you are tailored to the customer, but the reality is you're not satisfying either party. And I like to call this when there is limited use of segmentation and limited use of personalization, you don't hear me, right? You just don't get me. You don't hear me. In the upper left quadrant, we have companies that are really much more focused on personalization to the customer. They are valued and structured and optimized for the customer. Meeting customer needs, but really ill-defined customer segmentation. It makes it harder to run the business. It, it makes it harder to make structured business decisions. On the value continuum, the value skews towards the customer. There's no tension in the relationship. Often it's a really good relationship. Many times it's a dissatisfied supplier. I like to call this quadrant anything to retain the customer. It is all about keeping that customer happy and to heck with the company's needs, to heck with the business segmentation. Now, to me, the holy grail and the holy grail, every time you put a four box model is, you know, upper right quadrant. In this case, it's really high use of segmentation and high use of personalization. You are maximizing value for both parties. It is cooperative and collaborative. Often when we see this, um, you recognize the various roles and personas within your customer and are meeting them, meeting them with one individual, meeting with them with many individuals. It is a more complex supplier-buyer relationship working with their unique needs and frankly, very much in sync and smoother. Not necessarily smooth, not necessarily without tension, because I think there's a lot of good, healthy tension that occurs in the buyer and supplier relationship. But when companies are using high segmentation and high personalization, they are maximizing value for both parties. And in fact, creating more value because there's the opportunity 
to be very specific, to find their why, to address it in a really unique and important manner. I like to call that seen and heard. Um, And that is an ideal place to be. You may not be there with all your customers. That's the other benefit and the beauty of segmentation. It allows you, the supplier, to prioritize your customer relationships and serve them appropriately. At the same time, there is uh, supplier segmentation and companies can and should be actively doing the same thing on the flip side. When you marry the two, it's a happy marriage. Um, if, If you've matched up the segmentation, the personalization, the why very effectively. So take a look at your customer relationships and your customer experience. Where do you see great matches or significant misalignment? And figure out what's the reason. Is that customer in the wrong segment? Do they perceive themselves in a different segment? Is there a way to use more personalization through buyer personas, through understanding your customers why to help match them up and matching segmentation and personalization to create value? So hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Head on over to thechemicalshow.com. You can get a copy of the model and you can also download the B2B customer experiences, best practices, send me an email, shoot me a DM on LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And thank you for listening. Keep listening, following and sharing. And we will talk to you again soon. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.